Holy crap, this is Sports Best, your weekly podcast that strategically and methodically only brings you the best of sports thrown to us via the wild, wild word out there. We are broadcasting fake live and direct on the reposted podcast network. I am Larry Double Dippin' Olson, and he is the one and only Andrew Allen Keller. Hello, Mr. Keller. Hello. When was the last time you had Dippin' Dots? Ice cream of the future. Did we, when was the future when they made that? Have we, have we passed into it? Is, is it ice cream of the past? I feel like just as I was coming out of my childhood, they were bringing in the double dip and dots to the, like Disneyland. So it's been the future for a while. Yeah. It's, it's only for the future of amusement parks and that's it. Um, <laughs> I, I think I can't ever eat them again. Cause I remember them being good. And I'm sure if I had one now, that wouldn't be this tasted like liquid nitrogen somehow. I don't know. They ice are cream delicious. of the future. They are delicious. Uh, lots of people joining me on the couch last weekend, Mr. Keller ratings for the NFL's kickoff weekend up 7% from last year's opening weekend. The 16 games averaged 17.4 million viewers, highest amount in five years. NFL games racked up the top six broadcasts for the past week. The most watched game since you're asking was Thursday night's game between your Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It averaged 26.4 million viewers make it to the most watched first game of the season since 2015. I mean, it, why are so many, is it like, how's the ex audience expanding for the NFL? I think it's because during the pandemic, people were more focused on what uh, the news cycle had to tell them. And there was the weird, um, no fans. I mean, this makes sense that there's a, there's more of a sense of normalcy back to the world and, People didn't realize how much they missed it, but also further proving that the Dallas Cowboys are primed to win the Super Bowl this year, and so everyone wants to watch them. One one fact that stood out to me that I don't even know what to make of it is the uh, late two. The NFL said the late two games on Sunday drew 6.3 billion total minutes of watch time. It's the highest since Week One of 1988. I don't know what that means. I feel like I'm giving being given COVID numbers, like uh, daily deaths. I don't have any context on the scale. I don't know what 6.3 billion total minutes of watch time means. You know, I could listen to you talk about inane statistics forever. Like you honestly, I could just sit here and read statistics and let you complain about them. Yeah, I guess. Cause, <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't even understand 26.4 million viewers of the Dallas Cowboys. It's well, exciting. The NFL's back. Um, people like it. Real quickly, once again, what's that? This is like there was a certain amount of minutes watched in a game. Like, so people don't normally watch the whole game. I probably that's, I mean, that's kind of how YouTube views um, their, how YouTube tracks everything. You, you look at ret minutes retained. So if you have a video on YouTube, it'll show you the total minutes watched. Like if you have a 20 minute video that's been watched eight times for 30 seconds, you have four minutes of watch time. So the 6.3 billion total minutes means that it doesn't mean anything. It means people tuned in and out and they're just like counting up people making statistics work for however they want to, but I don't know. I, I can go on about that for the rest of the episode. I'm not going to, there is nothing I like more than jumping to conclusions after a week one. There's nothing yes. more like it's it, the only thing that might be better is in May declaring how many home runs a player is going to hit because they're on track to hit 78 home runs this year. Anyway, after week one, Fox News has released their power rankings coming into week two. I guess this is probably helpful for pick'em leagues or uh, for fantasy football, but 
Coming in at number one is the top of Brady Gronkineers, followed out by KC, the LA Rams, Arizona with Kyler Murray, and then the Saints. None of this is really that surprising to me. Maybe the Saints, I'm not completely sold on with their new quarterback, but is it does this does this fall into line with what you're thinking? Well, the whole deal, the whole kind of deal is that nobody really plays their players in the preseason anymore. So we don't really have an idea what a team is until they play a game. Right. And then it's the first game, so everything's kind of new. So I still feel like we have really kind of no idea. The Buccaneers, right. Buccaneers seem like the best team. Yeah, I mean the, the returning Super Bowl champions. That's helpful. They, I think, all their starters are returning. So I mean, th- there's 16 more games. Yes. If there was any other year in the NFL, we would have a full season still left to go. What do we, what do we? We don't even know by game one. Fox News, calm down. Listen, every CBS, everybody's got their preseason or power rankings. Come on. We need I can feel that this show is just going to be me being worked up. I don't even know where it's going, but I'm, I'm, I'm already angry. <laughs> Moving on to baseball, Brewers star Christian Yelich purchasing 10,000 tickets to an upcoming home series, giving them away for free. 29-year-olds buying the tickets in appreciation of the fans for next week's four-game series against the second-place Cardinals. Don't cry for Yelich. He signed a nine-year, $215 million deal with the Brewers before the 2020 season. The first place Brewers pretty much have locked up the NL Central. They'll play the Cardinals next week. I th- I mean, how? why don't you hear more stories about big-time athletes buying tickets and then giving them away? Well, the pessimist in me is like, what does this even mean? Are yeah. they selling it at face value? Is he going to StubHub and buying them over? For- like, <laughs> I'm sure he worked out some kind of deal that he's what, what is the value of this. Even if he's paying full value, is, is he, is he spending half a million dollars on this? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know. How many, did you, did you, did you take three grumpy pills this morning? You did take three grumpy pills. I took pills, two. <laughs> I took the third one after we stopped recording. I mean, this is, it's great, but uh, I want, I want to know the full story of, what, what are the Cardinals doing to give him a, a break? Like he's not paying that. Cause I'm, I remember for the world series when, when I lived in San Francisco and the giants were in it, standing room only tickets were $500. Presumably St. Louis tickets aren't going for as much, but I want to know what he's paying. I don't want to know how many tickets he's giving away. Okay. You want some raw numbers. I want the data. <laughs> I want the data. But what, I mean, what is the, what's, what's the motivation? Does he want to be beloved? He's saying thank you to the program for keeping him around. Does who's getting these tickets? Hey, I don't want to break your grumpy, grumpy streak here, but I don't know what the interest on $215 million is, but he's finding this, the money for this ticket binge in his couch cushions, bro. Let him just do a nice thing. All right. All right. It is a nice thing. The show is called sports best. For, yeah. for God's sake. So yeah. let's just focus on that. Damn so it. if you want to get a freebie ticket, just head over to uh, stlouiscardinals.com slash I don't know how much that costs and uh, <laughs> get yourself a free ticket. So standard in baseball, the Orioles and the Yankees were playing earlier this week. And I feel like the Orioles this season have some of the strangest stories just popping up around them. But anyway, the, there was about to have a storm blew in and all the grounds crew i counted about 15 were lined up and the umpire goes over and throws them out and this is what it sounded like if you were watching on tv and the grounds crew is being sent back 
into the grounds crew area. They're being kicked off the field. Why is that? I've never seen that. So the uh, the announcers were befuddled. And, uh, I mean, if you watch the body language of the umpire that goes over there, he's giving them, he's like ringing them up like he's throwing them out. And uh, afterwards, everyone's kind of giving him a hard time. And it turns out the umpire was actually shaggy. And this is what he had to say. But she got me on the counter. It wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. It wasn't me. She- so he, he just maintained that it wasn't him actually doing that. This is a fun story. Uh, it ended up raining, but the game still continued. Do you do you have a take on this? Well, um, yeah, I felt like maybe the, the the umpire could add a little maybe softer gestures to not let everybody know he was throwing them out. I mean, just like, hey, can you excuse me, everybody? Can you get off the field? We got a game going on here. Yeah, I mean, what he actually said after the game was it was for their safety, which yeah. If you want to get away with something, just say it to the name of safety. When we were in construction, we used to always uh, put our bids together. and We'd feel, <clears throat> throw a few thousand dollars in a line item of safety because no one's going to argue with safety. And that was pure profit, pure profit. Man, can I do that in anything I do in life? Just throw it down and say it's safety? If you're trying to get money out of something, put it under the line of safety. And uh, over the past year, we've had this fun excuse built in, COVID. Hey, you were uh, you're late. Nah, COVID, and it works every time. So can I like do my golf weekend somehow? Can I pull that out of the safety budget for the Olson family? Can we work that somehow? Probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you pay someone on uh, Square Cash, just write safety as the memo. I like that. No one will question it. You know, my favorite thing in life is a good he said she said story, Andrew Keller. Uh-huh. The United States Soccer Federation releasing a statement on Tuesday that said it had offered the U.S. men's and U.S. women's national teams identical proposals for a new collective bargaining agreement. On Wednesday, the U.S. Women's Players Association said that the identical contract was just a publicity stunt. As you well know, the U.S. women's national team sued the U.S. soccer governing body in 2019 over allegations of gender discrimination. That lawsuit which was seeking $60 million in damages under the Equal Pay Act, was dismissed but is currently being appealed. FIFA offered prize money of $30 million to the 2019 Women's World Cup, while the men took home $400 million in 2018. This story always baffles me that it seems as if we take it at face value, U.S. Women's, the U.S. Soccer Federation is trying to offer them the same amount of money, even though the men make more money. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> from what I, I haven't looked at the the, I haven't done a deep dive into this in a while. But from what I've seen over the past two years, is that it's incentive based, and the women took more guaranteed money, and the men took more of a performance. I don't even performance is the right word. Add money, so it less guaranteed. Everyone's free to negotiate whatever they can come up with, and the women's. The U.S. women's soccer team is objectively very good. And if they're not cool with whatever the U.S. Soccer Federation's um, proposing, don't play and they won't have the product. And so, I, I mean, they have a lot of leverage. Uh, we don't need to focus on what the men are doing or what the current contract is because it's expired and they have the opportunity now to move forward and get the best deal possible. Is this a hashtag me too thing? I don't think it's a me too thing. Okay. I think that's more sexual assault, but okay. also with, uh, with them coming out com- saying that it was a publicity stunt that they offered the exact same contract. 
is going to social media publicity stunt to get more support in the women's side like no one's coming out a saint in this like you you need to protect your own interest and so i see uh the women's alex morgan i think is is the head of the the team or she's a spokesman and she's doing the right thing for her interests and their interests and this is how negotiations go it's not a, a fairness thing it's you this is your who's paying you and your team come to an agreement it doesn't matter what other people are doing just for the record the head of the united states soccer federation is a woman yeah so well she also has interests to protect i mean when when you work for someone it's in their best interest to get you to be as productive as possible for the least amount of as money possible and when you're an employee it's in your best interest to get paid the most and do i don't know necessarily the least amount of work but everyone has their own interest to go towards and it's not we're not paying people at a charity there's a business to be run and if you're not being savvy you're not going to have your job much longer wait That's- what the women should do is just put a line on in their light on them in saying safety and then they'd make more money yeah get that safety bump which is important <laughs> well i have a question if if the if they win the next world cup and alex morgan goes up to accept her accolades and says my heart wasn't in it would you think any less of her no well i mean with the Ryder cup coming up people are, are expressing concern that brooks kepka's heart is not in it and uh, i would argue if if the u.s pursuit presents produces results we don't care if his heart was in it or not. Do you care if Brooks Kepka has fully committed to the Ryder Cup if we win? So I did a little bit of a deep dive on this, and I feel like, once again, the media jumps on like a tiny little section of this and then blows it out of proportion. What he said essentially was it's just kind of harder to play in a team sport in golf because most of the time it's an individual thing. So right. he was sort of saying, like, it's hard to just kind of get into the format than it is the than anything else. Yeah, I think <clears throat> this feels like uh, golf just trying to get stay relevant because I'm the with the Ryder Cup every time it's kind of like yeah this is different it's kind of weird what are we gonna do and it just it's so it's such a departure for from what normal tournaments are everyone just kind of has to adjust a little bit and uh, we'll move forward but Brooks Kepka you do you well. Here's the thing. He could say whatever he wants until the first ball is hit at Whistle Straits, Whistling Creek. And you see a European in the eye and you go like, I want to beat that MFR, right? So (laughs) he could say whatever he wants until he sees the Euros. When he sees Patrick Harrington, then he wants to kick him right in the gonads and it'll get on. So then that's what golf is all about is kicking people in the groin. Yeah. I mean, that's how I play. Certainly. I was I was going to wait until your birthday to tell you this, but I got us two tickets to go to Ohio because there is a corn maze that what? is dedicated to the Golden Bear. That's right. The 81-year-old golf champion, Jack Nicholas. they have dedicated a two-mile course with 85 decision points, and uh, it takes about an hour to solve and 30 minutes to walk all the way through. Have you ever done one of these big corn mazes? No. I haven't. There's one in Livermore and uh, my, I, my in-laws are all engineers and they loved it so much. They were doing the GPS trying to get it. I could care less. I just kind of walked around for an hour, but they love this thing. 
They were speed running the uh, the maze. Ah, they just was like I was like yeah, I I was like I'll just take this as a time to be on nature and eventually I'll get out of this. They wanted to do it timed and this. They really loved the technical aspects of it. Just get a drone and then follow the like follow yourself on a drone with a camera. I mean, what? <laughs> I guess what's the point of a corn maze? Is it to get lost and have some childish fun, or is it to beat the system? Well, if you're married to my in laws, it's to beat the system. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of marriage, happy divorce, Max. You're back in the game. I couldn't hear you from the awesome <laughs> intro sound. Would you say? I just love this story so much. Yeah, I uh, I actually had to text. Uh, we have a friend in San Francisco who recently got married. His name is Max. And I was like. Hopefully this wasn't you, and uh, it was not him. But what a basically at a, a San Francisco Giants game, you can pay to get a something put up on the board like uh, "Happy Retirement, Jim" or uh, "Happy Third Birthday, Alex." But uh, this guy Max is he is he uh, celebrating his divorce is finalized, or is he? celebrating that he's just back on the market you think he's going to start dating before the the ink is dry well here's my mark question to you like so they put up this sign like congrats you're back on the you're back on the market blah blah blah. Yeah. if your buddies if one of your friends got divorced and a bunch of his buddies got together and said, like hey we're going to kick in and get this thing on the job what would be your dmart would you pay 50 bucks for that would you pay like what would be the most you'd spend to, to celebrate your friend's divorce and back in the field i mean if I guess it kind of depends on the situation. It depends on if they they might not even think it's funny. Um, <laughs> well, let's just say they they you, this would work for a person's personality of someone you know, a friend of yours. Hundred bucks. You would spend a hundred. Damn, I was not. I'd say twenty five is the most I'd do for that for. That's fine. I uh, I'll go a long way for the for the joke. I don't I don't need I don't need the money. Y- Yolo, Larry, and that's <laughs> that's why I would put under the square cash. Um, memo i'd write yellow and you could pay more if you wrote safety you could pay more (laughs) so here's what i'll say i feel like you started off very grumpy then we worked through some of those issues and then you you i feel like you found your inner chi as we worked through sports best today i did yeah i actually don't see a therapist anymore i used to we started doing a podcast and i just worked it all i work it out on air and so i save money there and maybe that's why i have enough money to pay for hundred dollar happy divorce messages, and I feel like I found a way to work safety into my men's golf weekends. In that, I'll tell my wife if I'm going to blow a gasket and kill someone in her family <laughs> if I don't get away, and that's a safety feature. So it's I feel a, like I worked it out. It's a safety issue. I mean, that's how they got you to take your shoes off at the airport after 9/11. It's because of safety. All the big changes in the world have come because of safety. Would you pay more or less for skywriting? I know you got 25 bucks on the Jumbotron, but if we spend a day at the beach and we got a Skyrider, would, would that number go up? I feel like spite messages, my limit is 25 bucks. I feel like that's right there. That's All it. All right. Good to know. He is Andrew Keller. He is no longer grumpy. We worked him out. I am Larry Boom Boom Olsen. We will see you on the next episode of Sports Best.